0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Rethinking Lost. Today, episode 19, we're talking about the guys and will they be stereotyped forever and ever. Will Jack be Jack? Will Hurley be Hurley? And will Locke? Indeed be Locke. We're not too sure. Now we were going to talk about the girlies in this episode as well, but we had some Skype issues and once they'd been resolved there wasn't really enough time to edit it all together and put it out in one huge podcast so what we've done we've chopped it into two episodes so episode 20 will be about the girlies uh hope you enjoy it and remember to send us emails and tweet us okay cheers enjoy
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Lost. And in this episode, myself, Scott Copperman, and our other co-host, Mr. Elton McManus. Hello there. (laughs) We'll be taking a look at the cast of Lost, and specifically, what might be in the future for them once Lost ends. Uh, We do acknowledge that a couple of the other podcasts have, have taken looks like this. I believe Lost Revisited has a segment they visit quite often about the actors and actresses and what they've done before and what they've done, what they might be doing after. This is just kind of a, a supplemental piece on our part, putting our two cents in, trying to get you guys thinking a little bit, and and we definitely welcome your feedback. You know, we're definitely going to miss some things that the actors or actresses did. You may disagree with our perceptions of <laughs> the quality of their roles or the way they may or may not be typecast, but hopefully it's. Just what a Lost podcast should be. Thought-provoking, entertaining, and to the point.
0: Yeah, we're not trying to
1: tread on anyone's shoes on this episode. No. So, uh, we might as well jump right into it. Uh, Bottom line is, as everyone knows, uh, Lost is going to end with this final season. We have a couple of main characters who have already departed the show. I'll probably refer to most of the characters by their Lost names as opposed to their official actor names.
0: Oh, please (laughs) do otherwise I
1: wouldn't know who you're on about oh yeah I'm sure some people will be irritated by that but it's just easier but for example we have Michael who's gone from the show to go and do other things we have Shannon who's left the show to go on and do other things Um, we have Juliet who appears to have left the show Um, we don't really know what her fate for season 6 may be officially but she's got a full time job on another show right now Richard has at times gone off to pursue other ventures. Uh, but I think with the idea that, that it would have been a permanent home for him. And then we have other actors and actresses who've gone on to do things that were clearly just a for-the-moment project. Like Jack going off to be Racer X and Speed Racer. Hmm. We had Claire was in a, a movie recently. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I can remember her in the promos.
0: What What did you think of uh, Matthew Fox or Jack in Speed
1: Racer? I felt like I was watching Jack. <laughs> it just it had that same same presence of Jack. I I know we've seen Jack be all kinds of things: wimpy, tough, a leader, broken. But I felt like Racer X was one side of Jack that we have seen during Lost, and I, I had a hard time separating the two.
0: Yeah. I remember uh, catching it very briefly on uh, one of the movie channels over here, and mm-hmm. I remember jumping up going, Ah, oh, it's Jack! And everyone in the room was, uh, Who? Okay. Oh, Lost. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And I... <laughs> he's in it for long I I remember seeing him it flashed on flashed off and I, that was it
1: I'm trying to think of the best way to kind of hmm now, people might get real upset at this but just I'm trying to give you a, a context I would say the significance of his role in that movie was kind of like Lando Calrissian in uh, Return of the Jedi okay so he certainly wasn't the star, was was a supporting character. But was he big enough to be a, a supporting
0: character to pull a little bit of weight onto the movie? Because I know who whose movie was it was it it was um, the guys who did Matrix, wasn't it?
1: Or yeah. So right off the bat, it's a special effects, video gamey kind of movie. Yeah. But yeah, Speed Racer is the star of it, and and basically. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Spoiler alert: He's he plays the role of someone who helps Speed Racer from behind the scenes. Okay, but he, nice. he's a he's a he's Racer X. He's a pres, He's he's a well-known racer, but at the same time, he has very little scenes of his own. So I I would kind of say in the same way that Lando Calrissian helps out Han, helps out Leia. He gets to fly the Millennium Falcon yeah. <laughs> on his own. I mean, he does. He helps destroy the... Oh, spoiler alert. Helps destroy the Death Star Part 2. <laughs> but, uh, but you wouldn't say he was the star or, or in any way the movie was about Lando Calrissian. No, not by a long shot, no. So I, I would equate that to his, the significance of the character. So I, I know Matthew Fox was in other roles before he was on um, Lost. I have to think... Since they seem to mostly be straight roles, you know, kind of. I think he's the father on what was the show? Party Party of Five. five, Yeah, right. If you go way back, he was on an episode of Wings. Do you remember that show? Basically, he was on a couple of TV shows in the early '90s. Okay, but I I would think Jack is going to be what people think of for him, which is not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Is he the obvious guy from the cast to actually go on and do? big-budget movies, because he he did a vantage point, didn't he? And that had uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Dennis Quaid, Scorny Weaver, even though I haven't seen that film. But he's the guaranteed person to go on and make it big, isn't he?
1: I think he benefits from being the character who's the most neutral. If these actors carry these characters with them, his is the most diverse. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can plug him into nearly anything. if I had to think of a parallel, I would think again I might get killed, but like a, think of like a Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was on TV in a TV show, Moonlighting. Yep. He he kinda of plays everything he's in he kinda of plays the same kind of person. You know, whether it's Sixth Sense or the Die Hard movies and all. And I'm yep. not saying Jack is a Bruce Willis type of uh character but all the Bruce Willis characters are you could kind of plug them into lots of different kind of movies well, yeah, every movie has a Bruce Willis type of character in it yeah not every movie has a Charlie not every movie or TV show has a place for um, a Saeed hmm. so, uh,
0: uh, Jack's actually in uh, a couple of um, L'Oreal adverts over here I don't know if you get them over there you know the one where he's sitting on the 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 steps and he they always get the people to say the line, yeah, because I'm worth it, or something along the <laughs> I don't line. think I've seen that, but I can oh. picture what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> very cheesy. We get lots of sports stars and other people doing that. I think we've had Michael Schumacher doing stuff like that as well, and it's very generic advert for a, a product, and they just get the the main star of the
1: day to slide in there and fill their boots. I I could see that, because I, I think there are things about. The character of Jack, that he's a doctor, that he's strong and yet flawed, that he's uh, really hasn't had any qualities to him that completely separate him from a a segment of the population. And he hasn't done anything in this role that, you know, he hasn't killed children, he hasn't uh, betrayed his friends, he hasn't taken a bribe, you know, he hasn't done something that. That would turn the people against him I think he'll be able to be slightly typecast and still be offered a wide range of things Mm -hmm. where by comparisons um, let's say Sawyer would be someone whose character has enough negative elements to it both originally in the show he had that kind of country rough um, he wasn't like everyone you know yeah he was the way you pictured a man. He was the way you pictured a criminal. He was the, He, he was a, stereo- a stereotype. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, He was a
0: stereotypical view on, let's say, a, a redneck or something along them
1: lines. Right, where Jack was maybe the stereotype of a buttoned-up doctor, kind of out of his element in the woods and all. Yeah. But that, that fits a lot more things. I think uh, Josh Holloway is going to have a much harder time getting away from that type of of perception of his character.
0: With Josh Holloway, I think he he could easily fit into the bad guy role, can't he? He had right. the bad guy role within the first 3 or 4 episodes. Everyone hated him and he's he's managed to turn it around. He's like the the lovable rogue now, isn't he? And but at points you can see him doing comedy as well with the quick one-liners and all, all the the little like name tags, yeah, but you can also see him doing a, a real lame comedy as well, right? A bit like Owen Wilson.
1: Hmm. Well, let's say you're making a movie about like a a disaster movie, All right, So we've got a couple different types of roles in that. You have the, like it, this 2012 type of movie. A lot of people might not have seen it. It, it doesn't matter. Armageddon 2012, anything like that. Yeah. But let's say a, a movie where you have the strong scientist, you know, who's going to be maybe not a, a true hero in the sense of like diehard and, and he's dodging bombs and stuff, but he's got to convey seriousness. He's going to be consulting with the president. He's going to have to stand up to your gun toting cowboy and, and kind of keep things balanced. Yeah. Kind of like in, um, like in Jurassic Park. What the Sam Neil. The Sam um, Neill kind of character, you know. Yeah. Somewhere kind of, I I think Jack could be in that role. I don't oh, think totally. But Sawyer can't put Sawyer there. Because we've mm. seen even I'll tell you what I think kills it most of all is we've seen Sawyer with glasses. So you can't even like pretty him up, cut the hair, put the glasses on, button up a shirt. Because we we have an image, of Sawyer dressed that way in his little plaid uh, button up shirt. hmm He won't be able to carry off the. A to the president
0: no he, he'll oh, still be the God. sleazy guy in, in the
1: slick uh,
0: so you won't trust him now could you do that with Saeed no you wouldn't trust him at all stereotypical straight away they showed that in the very first or second episode I think in the pilot of Lost where they turned around and said oh he, he must be an Iraqi or a terrorist or he you know Mohammed had the bomb on him who flew mm-hmm. up the plane and they threw that straight there and he's also played in Lost as well, where he had his buddy who was going to go um, become a martyr, who was going to blow up the van. And
1: but his natural accent isn't the Saeed accent. No, it's a brilliant accent. It's pure Cockney accent. So I think that might help for him to be able to... I mean, I've seen the interviews with him, and it does throw you for a minute to hear him speaking you know, with a different tone. But again, he's, I can, I can't picture... Him in a in a lead role, maybe on Broadway or in in. in <laughs> on...
0: <laughs> that would be brilliant. Sorry, doing Phantom of the Opera or Cats.
1: Oh, but I could see him kind of in a oh, what's what's the um a movie like a period piece like The Prestige. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I could picture him in there as as kind of the foreign. Expert or the foil to another character.
0: Yeah, I could see him in later years taking over from Morgan Freeman. Hmm. Maybe stepping into them roles because only every generation has their, their generic person who goes there, their generic person who goes there, and all the other people below them just abide in for, oh, I want that slot, I want that slot. And, you know, Morgan Freeman, we don't want him to die, but one day he will. And right. maybe Saeed could slide in on there, and you know, hi, I'm the new Morgan Freeman.
1: So, how would you define that? That's kind of the the mature version of a buddy movie role. That you're not a sidekick, you're not or, a slapstick partner like like Owen Wilson. And
0: well, let's look at um, let's look at uh, Morgan Freeman in Batman Returns. Not not Batman Returns, The Dark Knight. Right. And also Wanted, which is a lame movie.
1: Uh, or Shawshank Redemption, That him. Yeah, same but he,
0: he's very stand there, posture's good, arms behind his back, walks around, carries himself very well. He's not the action guy, but he, he's thinking a lot. He's telling people what to do, that sort of role.
1: He levels, he levels the hero. Yeah. Keeps, keeps things tempered.
0: Yeah, the hero's always trying to get to him, but he's always got like bad guys around him, mm-hmm. spreading out and trying to
1: disable the good guys. Right, I can see that. So then we're still saying basically he's not likely to be able to to move on and have his own show um, to be the star. I think an, an ensemble kind of show definitely. He he could go on if they did a new version of Boston Legal or a hospital show. You know, where it's a, a cast of sort of main characters. What, so if they... Uh,
0: um, well, he, he could drop into House, or he, if they reinvented uh, ER, maybe he he could drop into there and be one of... Because he's one of m- many main characters in, in Lost, so maybe he could fit into that role again. But,
1: That's right. And I'll tell you, I think there, he could succeed where Michael, who had kind of done that with um, that show, The Unusuals,
0: that show I failed.
1: I, I don't think... Well, Michael, it, it was about a uh, a police department or a group of police officers or federal, whatever they were, agents. Mm-hmm. They each had quirks, mannerisms that made them kind of a, a misfit group. And so Michael uh, was one mm-hmm. of the, the officers in there. But I've never seen him in anything other than a, a real supporting role, whether it was the Matrix movies or, or Lost and all. And he just didn't have the presence... Or the role, to to be the lead in that. But I think you could take, Naveen Andrews and put him in something like that, and give him a little bit beefier of a character, yeah. And let him be, more of the of a main focus. And he might be able to carry that kind of in the way that like on EIR, characters that that are not mainstream are able to to own an episode or so.
0: Yeah, he'd fit well into a uh, a Guy Ritchie movie, I think. Maybe like a an East London sort of production, where you know, he he's either the good guy or the bad guy, or, a bit like Snatch or um, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He he'd definitely fit into that because he's got the accent. He's he knows what London's like. He he knows British culture, and mm-hmm. he'd just slide straight in there.
1: But do you think he he couldn't be the star? He couldn't be top billing, or do you think he could?
0: Ah, uh, I hmm. I'm gonna say yeah, he could. I I don't know in what production it would be, but something definitely British that would be like a um a cult classic or a hidden gem that no one's ever really seen, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, he, he could easily do
1: that. See, I don't know. I I think if you had a property that was big enough to market itself, and you cast him in a lead role, that would be okay. Like if if they remade. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. And decided they were going to make it. Or or let's say we're going to remake um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. And you wanted to cast him as, as Nemo. Captain Nemo. Like, yeah. I, t- that would work for me. And I think it he would not inhibit the market, the property. It's still going to kind of market itself being the story that it is. Yeah. But if you were to take something... And try to kind of invent a new franchise, like with Die Hard or The Born Identity or something, and you wanted him to be the one who pushed it for you. Yeah. I don't think you could do that.
0: Although when The Born Identity came along, didn't you turn around and go, What, Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. I was I I weren't too sure whether I, I actually wanted to go see The Born Identity and I'd heard about the books. And I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. I think I think I caught it after the first one, just before the second one, and I thought he was brilliant in it. And it's totally way off center from, let's say, Ocean's Eleven or mm-hmm. uh, uh what's the other one with Robin Robin Williams? Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. And it's t- a totally different direction from there. And I th- I'd never thought he'd be able to pull that off, but he did
1: masterfully. Well, let's let's look at two people who probably will have the least amount of trouble moving on. I, obviously, Dominic Monahan. He, he came into Lost from Lord of the Rings. He's already gone on. He's got a, a role in uh, Flash Forward right now. Yeah. And Daniel Day Kim is another one I think will just – he'll be able to move on, and, and he won't always be Jin. He'll be whatever role he decides to assume. Okay. But I I do find with Dominic Monaghan I I have a hard time watching Flash Forward and completely casting aside Charlie.
0: I can't. I don't think Hobbit.
1: I think I think Charlie. I because the Flash Forward character reminds me of Charlie at his darkest, mm-hmm. you know, when he was drug addicted and when he was hiding things and all. So yeah, I feel like I've seen these scenes before, and that's what makes it hard. To shake
0: no that's I, I can understand that did you um when you first saw Charlie in Lost didn't you turn around and go oh the guy from Lord of the Rings though
1: no I, I said I, I
0: did and it it kind of put me off a little bit I was like oh well you know he's like this megastar movie guy what's he doing tv for why is he I, I... It was wrong to think of it at the time, but you know, why is he taking the step down from movies to TV? But now, TV's the main goal, isn't it? You know, movies mm-hmm. there, there's no no decent movies coming out at the moment, no good franchises coming out at the moment, and
1: TV's the way forward. You're yeah, probably dollar per hour in in terms of uh, effort going into it, yeah. and and all that. You probably get more if you can get on the right show. You probably get your most for it. Yeah. Well, we also have like. Terry O'Quinn. You know, Locke, Locke has been on, <laughs> on TV shows and cameo roles for as long as I can remember. I can remember seeing him on an old Star Trek episode. I really? Can remember seeing, yeah. He Aww. plays uh, Commander Riker's old commander.
0: Oh, let always, down.
1: He's always kind of this retired colonel, this admiral, this, uh, it's always the same kind of thing. At least... The later things. And looking at his IMDB page, it goes all the way back to Remington Steel. He was on that as a character, which I don't remember. I recognize the name, but... I, I picture him just always being that kind of thing. I don't see him getting more than like a two, three episode part. A you know, little story arc where he plays maybe uh, a visiting doctor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or he's I've... on a, a crime show. He's a judge.
0: I've never seen him in anything else apart from Lost I've seen the clips on the internet where he he meets uh, Dr. Chang
1: Hmm.
0: where he is in a a different program I I can't remember what it was but I've never seen him in anything else but to me
1: he's always going to be Locke now I can see that undermining his ability to play these admirals and generals and such that now you, you start to associate flaws to him that you didn't before
0: yeah.
1: But he just uh he's probably a great actor, but he just he's so straight and the roles he gets are so so straight. I think Lost has been great for him in that he can be this diverse character. Mhm. I picture him kind of being that same way. You remember the old Love Boat and Fantasy Island shows where like each week there were like four or five guest stars who would be on the, the cruise? No, I don't remember them uh, at all. Love Boat was about a cruise ship, and it had the captain, the bartender, the purser, like the the hostess. They were and the doctor. They were the regulars, and then every week celebrities would come on, and it'd be people from old TV shows, and they'd come on and and play married couples or like cameos. Yeah yeah they were just there for the one episode and they had little problems and the over the course of the cruise they solved their problems and went back about their lives right okay and that that to me is where i could picture him going you know he comes on one episode is you know the the general who or the the old old man who's having a fight with his younger daughter and it turns out she's in the other cabin and (laughs) over the course of the episode they work it out and He's yeah. going to be at his granddaughter's birthday party next week. And they wrap everything up in a nice, tidy 28 yep. minutes. Yeah. See, I can't see him playing a villain. Not in the way... I'm drawing a blank. Who's Who's the guy who plays the villain in Tank Girl and in Star Trek Generations? McDowell?
0: Well, you mentioned Star Trek there. That's
1: gone right over my head oh. straight away. <laughs> well, everyone else will know. But he's... Uh, I mean, there's certain people who who can as they get older they can play like that mad scientist or or angry rebelling general
0: i think he'd be great in a a program where i don't know like not like a soap but maybe a a a weekly program where the show is centered around like a, a neighborhood and he's like the the angry old guy from next door that like the Mister Wilson from next door that no one wants to bother. Like, um, do you remember Home Alone? Yeah. The very first one and the cranky old guy who uh, who used to shovel snow everywhere. And Macaulay Culkin always used to look at him, look at him, and scream and run away. I could see him play that role, like the mysterious guy next door. But then mm-hmm. that's stereotyping him from Lost, isn't it?
1: Because yeah,
0: in in the first four or five episodes, he was the mysterious guy that never spoke who had orange in his mouth and smiled and he knew about knives and he had a big collection of knives and he had secrets.
1: I I think he might want to be like an Ed Harris type, like the guy who was the director in the Truman Show. What mm-hmm. I was thinking of before was The Rock, where he's the, the army colonel who feels like his men have died and, and not gotten their due, so he rebels against the American brilliant. government. But I don't think he can pull that off. No. He don't. I don't think I can take him serious enough now. Maybe, maybe more with a little bit of a craziness to him, <laughs> as opposed to anger. Well, we've been kind of dodging uh, Hurley here. Right. Okay. What What do you think? Can Hurley ever play a straight role?
0: Um. He's the comic relief in Lost, isn't he? Sir? He's always a
1: sidekick. He was on uh, a comedy show here called Becker. Okay. Kind of kind of as the jolly, you know, make fun of his weight. You know, the main characters can kind of interact with him playfully, tease him a little bit. You know, there's...
0: Well, if a program needs a, a big guy to wander around and who's got a lot of presence about him and everyone likes him, then it's going to be him. You, you can't imagine a bad guy hopping over fences like Hurley can you it would be like big Hurley shaped uh, holes in the
1: fence as he runs through the fences Cool aid man Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I also can't pay? a lot of times the big guys they play the big hired thugs you get like pro wrestlers and stuff so You know, big, yeah. big fat football players and they you know, growl and, and like in a kids movie they're like the bad guy or bad scruffy beard I I just can't picture it
0: yeah I I don't know what I could picture him in I'd like to have seen all these guys a little bit more before I'd seen Lost
1: I picture him if he gets another role it's it's as the bartender it's as the like the guy who's been working somewhere forever while the main character comes in and he goes oh yeah you know you have all these ideals and yeah Dude just, just just sucks, just punch in, do this, or you'll never score with her, whatever they wanna <laughs> whatever they yeah. want to do, whatever route they want to go.
0: Yeah, I could see him as a, a a bartender, that'd be cool.
1: Could he do what Cheech Marin does? Could can he be a straight straight role father one day for someone? Who's Cheech? Uh, he plays Hurley's dad. Oh, okay, so He was in Cheech and Chong. So I mean there's a guy with a whole comedy background. He was in some other TV doing um straighter roles. He was in what's the one? Uh, Nash Bridges. Where he was in that with the guy from Miami Vice.
0: Right. I've n I have i have not seen
1: anything, have I? Well, that's right. These are well <laughs> these aren't exactly the classics we're talking about.
0: No, I understand that, but I I remember
1: Electro man who could
0: change the, the lights as he drove through in his electric car. <laughs> and Manimal as his hands. I Manimal, yeah. Manimal was brilliant. I used to love that. <laughs> the way he, the the camera used to focus on his hands and it would just be a guy wriggling his thumbs and fingers around. Oh look, I'm changing into a wolf. <laughs> oh, see well, Now bring back Manimal.
1: Who could play Manimal? <laughs> Naveen could play Manimal. Yeah, he'd be an awesome, uh, yeah. minimal. Well, let me get back to Teach for a sec here. Okay, Teach is someone who his whole career has been comedy. Now he's hardly like the mean, strict dad. He's kind of a goofball sometimes. But in Lost, I mean, if if I asked you whether he had a big comedy background, you, you probably not knowing him that well, you probably would say you didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do you think if you take Hurley. Age him twenty. You know, twenty years from now, they're making some other movie. Um, some up and coming overweight comedian is is uh, or on a sitcom. They you know they need someone to play the dad. Yeah, could Hurley be the the dad? Oh, definitely. Look at uh, Roseanne. And- oh, that's what I was gonna say. Could he be that kind
0: of dad? Yeah, easy. He's he's a, the guy you love to love, isn't he?
1: hmm. Especially if the the mom is a little bit unlikable. It cool. adds to, yeah. you know, she's a little psycho, mo- like, uh, what was it, everybody loves Raymond. The mother there was kind of a little naggy, the, the grandmother, Raymond's mother. Right. But the father was kind of more playful and like, ah, whatever, let him go. You may be able to tell that I've never seen that either. That's all right, that's fine. <laughs> well, one other person, at least in the males, we should talk about, is Alan Dale, who I, I'm going to not have seen most of the things he's in, but I understand he's big. Oh,
0: he's wonderful! I love that guy. If if he came down my road now, I'd just hug him. He's
1: brilliant. Does he surprise you as in this role? Does he? Do you look at him and say like that? Just seems weird, or the first time
0: we saw him in Lost, he was standing at well, he was in his um, very posh. Was it Rolls Royce or Bentley or something like that? Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And Desmond was coming out the um, oh he'd been discharged from the army. And he was sitting in that posh car, and I remember seeing him going, Ah! It's Jim from Neighbours! Now, have you ever seen Neighbours?
1: I've seen a couple episodes, but if you were to tell me, you know, to name a character that he was, I've probably seen him, but I I can't distinctly remember.
0: The only thing I've ever seen him in is uh, Neighbours. He was a, a bloke called Jim Robinson. And... It was a. it's an Australian soap opera that used to run on BBC One only during the lunch times, so you had to be either wagging school or off sick from school to actually catch it. And then, for some weird reason, oh, I think it was to stop people from actually skipping school. <laughs> they actually programmed in a repeat episode from 1 o'clock, and they stuck it in at uh, half past 5 to stop huh. kids from actually cutting school. To see neighbors because it was such a huge hit because you had Kylie Minogue in there and mm-hmm. you had uh, Jason Donovan in there as well. And all the kids around about, well, from 12 to 16 were going mental for them guys. And Jim Robinson was playing, who was he playing? He was, was it Kylie Minogue's dad? I'm probably cocking this right up. It was either Kylie Minogue's dad or Jason Donovan's dad. I can't remember what one it is. Oh, that's mental. <laughs> but anyway, he played them. And he probably had one of the greatest death scenes on a soap that anyone has ever seen. He he had a heart attack in his kitchen. He grabbed his arm. He wandered along. And he fell down dead in his, I think his dining room. <laughs> and you know that's, that there's a, a a classic scene where he's lying on the floor and an orange just rolls past his head, and you know that someone's been told, "Roll the orange." <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, but he's he's god from there. But I understand he's been in twenty four. I found that through Twitter. He's been in lots of other things, but all I know him from is uh, East, not Eastenders. Sorry, is from Neighbours
1: and Lost. See, we were talking about Terry O'Quinn being an Ed Harris type of resentful old general or leader of of the enemy yeah in in a hero movie i can picture alan dale doing that kind of like he is in lost that's probably why i can
0: picture him doing that but i can also picture him doing
1: the happy uh, grandfather
0: yeah uh imagine who's a guy who's in planes trains and automobiles john candy steve martin oh steve martin okay i can see him doing that role yeah not, not too animated and too funny and everything like that, but just a jolly guy. Because mm-hmm. he comes across wicked. He's one of the best characters in Lost, I think. Huh. So, you know, your perception has changed now that... You know, yeah. What, that That's a problem I have.
1: I've only seen these guys in Lost, really. Well, I'll have to look, because there is enough stuff of his that I think I can find. I'll have to look at it. After the bump, we'll come back and talk about the actresses on Lost and and what we think might be going on with them. Cool.
0: And that's where we leave you for another week. Sorry for the little technical hitch, but it's all out of our hands at the moment. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be running through the ladies next week. Alright, thanks a lot, guys, and see you later.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Lost Podcasting Network. Get all your favorite Lost podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com.